Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In baseball, Johnny Cueto of the San Francisco Giants will make his next rehab start on Monday for AAA Sacramento. It looks as though he'll get two starts for AAA before rejoining the Giants in September. Jake Kaplan of The Athletic is reporting that the Astros are calling up top infield prospect Abraham Toro. An MRI on Marcus Stroman's left hamstring didn't reveal a significant injury. Stroman left early on Wednesday with tightness in that hamstring. Cubs reliever Brandon Morrow suffered a setback during his rehab assignment and will miss the rest of the 2019 season. He's been recovering from an elbow injury. And the Angels placed right-handed pitcher Griffin Canning on the 10-day IL with right elbow inflammation. And in the NFL, veteran wide receiver Michael Crabtree has signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. And the Detroit Lions have signed defensive tackle Damon Harrison to a one-year contract extension through 2021. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here for the final hour on a Thursday afternoon, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can... Find us weekdays live from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen live or can only listen to a portion of the show live, no need to worry. All you do is search podcasts, look for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever new episodes are uploaded. So make sure you do that today. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. And also don't forget that uh, we'll have... A guest on today, Sean Childs uh, from FullTimeFantasy.com. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. He's one of the top high-stakes players around. Prowers a lot of our projections, which have uh, finished in the top 10, according to Fantasy Pros, two years in a row. Uh, you can also find my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. And today, my preseason pro picks are out. So you can check that out on the site right now where I give a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a comeback player, and a stash in cash. So make sure you head on over there and see who I picked. We have several already posted. Dr. Roto did his. Uh, his are up as well as uh, high-stakes players like Kimmer Schleicher, who won the FFWC championship before uh, in 2016. Uh, Sean Child's picks are out. Brad Cruz. Uh, one of the top uh, players ranked and a high-stakes player, Bill Enright, who's been a Fantasy Pro's top 10 uh, in the accuracy rankings a uh, few years in a row. Mark Deming, former number one player in the world. All their picks are up, and we'll have more coming from uh, Darren Summer, Ian Ritchie, Jim Day, and Scott Atkins as well. So you can check out who we picked. There are a couple that are the same. I will say uh, three of us have the same breakout player. Everyone has a different sleeper. As far as the bust, everyone has been different so far. Comeback player, there's two that have the same. Uh, and the stash and cash, uh, looks like everyone has a different player. Uh, but there is a team that has two different players. So uh, make sure you check that out today. It's just uh, part of the draft kit uh, that is fire, man. Just so much content here that you can uh, check out. We have our fantasy football breakout of the year article, our comeback of the year player article, uh, and a tons more. 
you have any specific questions, you can ask on the message boards and the forums, whether it's draft strategy, waiver wire pickups, keepers, whatever it is, we have you covered. We have online championship reviews. I have five quarterbacks to draft late, running back values late, receiver, breakout receiver, uh, comparing players that are close. So there's just a lot of content up there. Also, contributing content for Sports Illustrated at SI.com. I have an article on there on why you should switch to fab. And some of the comments have been, oh, uh, we always do fab. But you got to remember, it's a wide range of audience. And some people still play with a rolling waiver wire, uh, first come, first serve. So not everyone uses the free agent acquisition bidding that we do in the high stakes leagues and most of our leagues. In fact, I think in every league I play in, except one uses fab. And I'm playing in double-digit leagues. So it's obviously norm in this industry, but there are a lot of uh, leagues that don't. And, you know, some one comment was, oh, I went to this a couple years ago, and I won't go back. It's great. So you got to remember it's a wide-ranging audience. But articles up on uh, SI.com right now looking uh, – I've done a ton. There's an article coming out today on where you should draft Andrew Luck. It was a debate between me and Fantasy Frankie and – uh, we took opposing views, although I probably wouldn't. I, I think there's two sides to it, and again, it comes down to what the value is in Andrew Luck. As I mentioned uh, in the beat Adam Ronis League a couple nights ago, someone took Andrew Luck in round 12 and then Roethlisberger in 15. I am fine with that. I mean, it's just a cheap price. The reality is you're not getting Andrew Luck in round 12 in your home league. In the FFWC, yeah, you can. I mean, quarterbacks get devalued there, so that's... Another basic rule, I always say, you have to know the scoring system, the format, and your room. And you know in your home league that's not going to happen. I mean, Andrew Luck's ADP right now in the FFWC is 119, but look at the last few drafts, 128, 135, 139. So, and there was a 98 in there. But he's falling. So, the opportunity cost, it's not high. That's the thing with the quarterbacks in the FFWC. You can take whoever you want. You know, we talked about Kyler Murray and how his ADP fell, but... You're not investing much. Let me see. Where is Kyler Murray? Did he fall even further? He's a 131. I mean, you're talking about taking him in the 11th round. Like, it's not a high opportunity cost. I mean, look at some of the recent drafts for Kyler Murray. 141, 151, 170. You mean to tell me if you take Kyler Murray at 170 and he sucks and breaks a year? No. Just draft another quarterback with him. And that's what people don't understand. And again, this format quarterbacks go way later. So you have to understand that. It's not going to happen in your home league. But either way, but even if quarterbacks are pushed down just a little bit in your home league and everyone has the, oh, I'm staying away from Kyler Murray, and he goes, you know, round, even round 10 and 11 because you can come back with another quarterback. So that's what people don't understand if you're drafting two quarterbacks. And I will do it in certain leagues. Uh, I have in, in the 20-round drafts in the FFWC, I'll take two quarterbacks. In a league with 16 rounds, I'm taking one. If I have a draft with 18 rounds, I might take two. So, again, it, and it also depends on who the quarterback is. I mean, if for some reason, which never happens, I get one of the top quarterbacks. Like, if I got Mahomes somewhere, say I'm in a league where everyone's not taking him, yeah, I'm not taking a backup quarterback. You start Mahomes every week, and I think they have a late buy anyway. It's like week 9 or 10. So, not really worried about it. But that's where you got to know the league format, league structure, and the room. Because I've been in leagues, you know, the average home league, work league, where – People will take two quarterbacks before I take one. And you have to know that and adjust accordingly. Uh, you can also head into draft tonight, playffwc.com. we got a world championship league 
beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern. Three spots to go in that one. Uh, if you want to shoot for that grand prize of 150k, uh, you can get $12,000 in league prizes, and obviously, uh, really good players in this one. So, you think you're good enough, and you want to shoot for that big prize? Head on over there tonight. We got a starter full season league beginning at 10 p.m. Eastern, an online championship kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern, and obviously drafts throughout the entire weekend and every day leading up to the start of the season. We are now two weeks away. So two weeks from today, I'll be in Las Vegas at the Palms for our Fantasy Football World Championships. Uh, and the Beat Adam Ronis League there is Saturday. It is sold out. Lots more ahead when we continue. We got a little news here at Ezekiel Elliott. Is it good if you're drafting? We'll let you know next. You're listening to Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. My preseason pro picks are out. Find out my sleeper, bust, breakout, comeback, and stash and cash. Use the promo code Ronis50 to get your first two months for the price of one. ESPN's Edwarder reports the Cowboys have offered to make Ezekiel Elliott one of the two highest-paid running backs in the NFL. So, basically, just a little less than Todd Gurley and more than Le'Veon Bell. So, at least there seems to be something going in the right direction. So, we've got 17 days left until the opener for Dallas. And, again, I think pretty much a lot of people believe that this is going to get done. And you're going to have to make that decision this weekend. I do have a draft on Sunday. Don't know my draft order yet. But I still have not really moved Zeke down. I have him ranked fourth at running back right now. And, you know, you have to determine whether you want to take that risk. Because we all know if he's there for the start of the season, he's one of the top backs. He's going to get close to 300 carries. He's going to be involved in the passing game. Now, maybe... They do love Tony Pollard, and he gets some work because they don't want to overwork Zeke. It's certainly possible. But Zeke had 77 receptions last year, even if he doesn't get there. You got to think he gets 50 to 55, and I also think he gets more touchdowns than he had last year. I think he had nine. I mean, the way this offense is, uh, I think they'll be more aggressive, and also they were way better with Amari Cooper last year. I think there's going to be more opportunity to score, and they really struggled uh, in the red zone last year. They moved the ball very well and struggled in the red zone. And maybe that changes with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. We have heard they've become a little bit more creative, and that's been one of the problems. This has not been a creative offense. So, you know, you have to make that decision. You know, for some people, they don't want to take risk. And if that's you, then, you you know, you just pass on them. But once you get to the middle, to the end of the first round, I mean, there's a lot of risk there. You know, the other night, the beat Adam Ronis League, uh, I had eight pick eight. 
Zeke won seven. I would have absolutely taken him at eight. Not even a question. I was all ready to pull the trigger on Zeke at eight. And, uh, you know, we really haven't seen him fall that far. I think, I mean, his ADP now is five. So DeAndre Hopkins has moved over him in the FFWC. And again, Hopkins, very safe player. We've seen what he's done every single year with different quarterbacks playing through injuries. Uh, Zeke has gone as late as eight. So the earliest right now in the last 10 drafts is four. The late is eight. So no one's really letting him get past. And, you know, that means that a lot of people feel that he'll be back. So uh, we'll be monitoring this news. Maybe we get something over the weekend. Who knows? Uh, Kiki QT still out with that ankle injury. So he's not going to play in the preseason. Again, so many starters are not playing. Uh, you're going to see it this weekend. A lot of times it, this is the dress rehearsal week where we usually see starters go a half to three quarters. I don't think you're going to see many teams are just being very cautious. They don't want to risk injury. Vic Fangio already said most of his starters not going to play. So uh, a lot of teams are not going to go with their starters here. And, uh, you know, QT, obviously we've seen his stock decline. I did take him in the draft the other night. I think in the double-digit rounds, 10th, 11th round, his ADP hasn't really changed that much. He's 106 right now. He's gone as early as 97, late as 116. So people taking him there in like that 10th round. And you can understand, look, when he was on the field last year, he was really good. They made an effort to get him the ball and a PPR machine. But he has had problems staying on the field. We The hamstring issue bothered him in camp into the season. So it is definitely a risk. But, you know, wide receiver 53? fine taking him there and again i did the other night when you look at what's on the board but you know you got to understand that there's some risk and a lot of it comes down to okay you know if you if you take aj green you probably don't want to take qt you could be without two receivers in week one so that's where roster construction comes into play and understanding how to put it together because we are going to be hit with injuries guys that are healthy now uh, some of them are going to get hurt week one so you have to understand that, yes, you can take on a little bit of injury risk, but you get two more, three more in the beginning of the season, uh, then what? Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, boy, uh, I'm in a little bit of a trouble here. So that's why you have to understand how you build that roster. Uh, also, uh, looks like Damian Harris, uh, you know, he's had a really good camp uh, for the most part. There have been some different reports, but they – a report from uh, ESPN's Mike Reese said that uh, they liked what they saw of him. And they f they even think he could catch the football. So he might not have a huge role early on with Sony Michelle healthy. But, again, double-digit rounds, you know, that's got to stash. Just in case, you know, Sony Michelle has, you know, some history of knee issues. And he had the scope in the offseason. So that's what you want to do is kind of stash those running backs. Uh, by the way, uh, the Cardinals sign Michael Crabtree. It's not really big news. You know, we heard this rumor a couple weeks ago. It didn't happen. Uh, obviously, Kevin White is someone they cut. Uh, Hakeem Butler is out for the season. So this is kind of more of, of depth. He's a veteran. I mean, he hasn't been very good. I just can't see him taking away from Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and Keyshawn Johnson, who they said has had a really good camp. Andy Isabella has been slow to come on. So... You know, he is familiar with this air raid scheme from college, uh, played at Texas Tech. So I don't know if he's even guaranteed a roster spot. I'm not drafting him. 
<laughs> yeah, even in the 19th round, eh, I just don't see it. I don't see him having uh, much upside there. Uh, Nick Chubb will be used more in the passing game, according to the running backs coach, Stump Mitchell. I'm not surprised by this at all. I mean, talked about it a lot. Nick Chubb is a good receiver. You know, we saw it last year. He started to get a little bit more involved in the passing game. Of course, Duke Johnson was there. They ran the football a lot in the second half as the offense got better. Uh, so I'm willing to take Nick Chubb late first, early second round. I know there's the Kareem Hunt factor there that he'll be back after his eight-game suspension, and he's going to play a role. But still think he'll get a good amount of carries. And, you know, um, be involved in third downs early on in the year. So, yeah, if you're playing, I guess, in an overall championship, it is definitely something to be concerned about. But if the team is rolling, you know, he should still get a, a good amount of touches and score the touchdown. So still I'm fine with him. Again, the Browns are a really good offense, and a lot of people are investing heavily, and Nick Chubb's going to benefit. Uh, Darwin Thompson appears to have leaped Carlos Hyde on the depth chart. That's according to the Athletics' Nate Taylor. And I don't think anyone's surprised by this. I mean, no one's enamored with Carlos Hyde, who has now changed teams and couple times in the last couple years so Thompson uh six round pick has looked good been ahead of Hyde and even gotten some first team reps so Thompson is definitely someone that you want on your team you know we've seen him in the preseason nine carries 52 yards and a 29 yard touchdown that doesn't you know stats don't really mean anything but he has looked pretty good and again Chiefs offense man you want to invest in it you got a running back there that's going to do something uh, you would certainly invest in him. And his uh, value is definitely ri rising. And you don't want to touch Carlos Hyde right now. Just just don't do it. I did it in one league a couple weeks ago, and it was round 14, and I didn't even feel good about it. And uh, obviously regret it at this point. Carlos Hyde's ADP is 133. Uh, went as late as 158 recently. Even then, it's like, do you really feel good? And Darren Thompson, how about this? 110. But again, this is the FFWC. You don't need to do that in your home league. These are very, you know, people putting up big money, very aggressive players. So, you know, if you play in our format, which I hope you do, test yourself. You know, all these people, oh, I win my home league all the time. Okay, that's great. And continue to play in it if it's fun and you win money. But, you know, challenge yourself a little bit. Step into one of these leagues. And if you do, you have to understand. And that's why you have to look at our ADP tool. It's very important so you know where players are going. If you think you're getting Darwin Thompson around 14, forget it. Not happening. You know, his ADP in this is 110 right now. So people are all over him because they understand if Damian Williams can't hold up or if it becomes a split, a lot of value in this explosive Chiefs offense. We'll continue to look at some more news and also talk about my GST draft from this past Sunday. I didn't get into that. I had the 12th pick, so you have a different mentality when you pick on the end. So how did I build my team? What were my thoughts as I put it together? I'll let you know next. It's full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Catch the show live each and every weekday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, or on demand anytime you want. And don't forget, head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Updated rankings just made some changes actually during the show. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. And also, my preseason pro picks are out. Find out my sleeper, bust, breakout, comeback, and stash and cash is up today, as well as several others, including Sean Childs, Dr. Roto, Brad Cruz, Kimmer Schleicher, Bill Enright, and more. So find out who we all chose for those categories. Week three of the NFL preseason starts tonight, and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. All right, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how I put together my team in the GST League. And uh, it's the Greenwich Street Tavern League. We do it in New York City. Uh, this is the third year I've been in the league, won the first two years. And really, it was because of really good drafts. You know, sometimes you have decent drafts and you work the wave of YRL. I've been fortunate to have really good drafts the last two years and make the appropriate waiver wire picks. Like I did pick up Philip Lindsay last year, but I had good running backs. I think I had uh, Kamara, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb. So really good running backs. And then, you know, pick them up. And that's the point too, is that you never are content with your team. You're always looking to improve it on the waiver wire. I don't care if you're 6-0. and I don't care if you have the most points. you got to look to improve that roster all the time. And, you know, we talk about a lot of running backs now that we're kind of stashing in rounds 9, 10, 11, 12. Nick Chubb is the perfect example from last year. You know, that was a guy I took in four leagues. And yeah, it looked bleak early on. He wasn't getting touches. And then when he was getting touches, he was breaking big plays. And then Hugh Jackson would never went back to him. And then the Carlos Hyde trade happened. Boom. Nick Chubb is just a league winner. So that's where you have to understand it's a long season. And, yeah, there's some guys and running back. We know there's injuries in the NFL. Okay? These running backs are going to get hurt. That's why you're stashing where you can in the middle of the late rounds. Just stash those guys. You never know when they're going to move into a bigger role and become important. And then, of course, there's going to be guys that we haven't talked about at all that are going to be waiver wire pickups early in the year. I mean, I don't recall talking about Philip Lindsay in the preseason last year. I do remember reading reports saying he looked good, but I don't think there was a lot of talk about him. So there will be a couple players that come out of nowhere. 
So you have to act fast. And especially in the high stakes worlds, you have to be a week or two ahead of the curve. So I had the 12th pick in this draft. It's 12 teams, PPR, 20 rounds. We start one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one flex, one tight end, one kicker, one defense. So at the 12th pick, I thought it was a good chance I was going to go two wide receivers. But there was a couple good running backs there, and I said, okay, you know what? Let me take one running back to start. And I went with Nick Chubb, who, again, I know there's a little risk with Kareem Hunt coming back. I just think he's going to be really good early on, get a good amount of passes, and be involved in the passing game. And I'll figure it out when Kareem Hunt comes back. Uh, and then I took Odo Beckham on the turn. You know, Beckham, to me, with Baker Mayfield, could have a huge, huge season. I mean, there were so many passes that Eli Manning threw that were way off target. And Beckham has already shown what he could do in his first three years in this league. Double-digit touchdowns, tons of yards, tons of catches. So this Browns offense shaping up to be well. I didn't even think about that I had two players on the same team in Cleveland until afterwards. Uh, and I don't think it would have changed anything. You know, I could have gone Juju, Tyreek Hill. You know, there's there's so many options to choose from on the turn that it actually kind of is one of the better spots right now. Like, if you don't get a top three and you're worried about taking Zeke at four, like, I, I don't know, like that five, six, seven, eight, nine range, it's just not good right now because, you know, you feel you don't feel great about the player you're picking. And then, you know, if you're late, you're getting two really good players. So... Chubb Beckham was the way that I started. Uh, round three, I knew I was probably going with the receiver here because, you know, a lot of the running backs start to go. And uh, I went with Chris Godwin. And some people might say, damn, that's early. Because I think the eighty, the when they reviewed my draft, said I reached on Godwin. Uh, but it's a player I believe in. Also, you know, well, I guess I'm used to the fantasy football world championships. And uh, Godwin's ADP there is now, where is he? It's pretty high. 29. Ooh, he's moving up even further. 29, 30, 35 the last few drafts. So I knew he would make it back. So to get him as my wide receiver, too, you know, I think he has a huge, huge year. So I was happy to get him there. And then uh, this was not expected. I mean, George Kittle was there at 4-1. Now, I know he's been dealing with a little bit of a calf issue. This kind of happened to me last year. If, if you remember in the preseason, Kittle had like a shoulder issue. And I had written last year, Kittle was the tight end to target in the middle rounds. And I was in that draft and I said, oh, Kittle's got this shoulder. He's always banged up. Let me play it safe. Went David Njoku. That was an epic failure. So I'm hoping this is not serious. And yes, Kittle, I... I Usually don't like taking a tight end in this spot, but I did take Travis Kelsey in the league this last year in round four, and obviously that was a big difference. And I already so I had two receivers and a running back. And again, compared to the FFWC, we have one less flex. So right after Kittle was Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, thought about Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon. So there was nobody there where I go, oh, I gotta have him. So I went with Kittle, and you know I think Kittle should score more touchdowns than last year. I actually have. A little bit more Kittle than I expected. I took him in the Superflex League also in round four because I think it was like four, six. Didn't expect him to be there. So this is where you kind of have to make adjustments. And 
it does seem like in some drafts people are feel for, fearful of taking the tight end, but you know, Kittle, if healthy, should put up big numbers, and I think he should be getting more opportunities in the red zone as a big target. So I came back now in round five, and I uh, went with Allen Robinson, and I wrote about it. Allen Robinson's in my preseason pro picks. You'll find out where he falls. But I took him. You know, he averaged 7.2 targets last year. He missed three games. Uh, Robinson looked phenomenal in the playoffs against the Eagles. And there's still a lot of upside there. Remember, he had 1,400 yards, double-digit touchdowns with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. Talked about A.J. Green and how people have been optimistic on him. He went 5-8 in this draft. Um, I just can't take him in that spot. Uh, There was a a nice tight end run in that round, too. Uh, Ingram, then Boyd, then Howard, and Henry. So you kind of know that you're going to have to get uh, one of those tight ends there. About round five, round six. So, you know, so it made my pick of Kittle look uh, pretty good there. And then uh, to begin round six, I took Miles Sanders. I could have went with my third receiver there. But, again, only one flex. And, you know, the running backs start to get a not thin here. But, you know, I figured, all right, I'll get my second one here. And we've heard positive reports about Miles Sanders. And there's people who want no part of Miles Sanders because they look at the Eagles' backfield and what they've done in recent years and say, well, they're just going to go with a committee. That's what Doug Peterson has done. But I don't think he's had a back like Sanders. And maybe Sanders is not the guy to start, and Jordan Howard gets short yard situation. But I think Sanders eventually emerges as the starter. So, yeah, it might be bumpy early in the season, but I'm uh, hopeful that he overtakes that job. And that's why I took him there. I thought that was you know, pretty good spot to get him. Basically, you know, 61. What's his, his ADP has been going up. His ADP in the FFWC right now, let's see where he's at. 67. So a little bit. I have seen him go 59-60 in a couple weeks. A little bit ahead of it. Uh, but, again, I think in this league, too, there's some high-stakes players in here where people are a little bit aggressive as well. Then in round seven, uh, took Latavius Murray to end round seven. Uh, you know I've been high on Latavius Murray. I essentially think that he plays the Mark Ingram role. This is an offense that runs the football a lot. So, um, you know, had I known, if I had known I could got Latavius Murray there, I would have went wide receiver in round six. I would have. I would have been fine with Latavius Murray as my two. Um, Some good Austin Eckler went in that round 7-4. That could turn out to be a really good pick. Curtis Samuel went 7-6. Uh, I would have taken him had he lasted. Uh, so Murray was the pick. So then at, at 8-1, I went with Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, he, he's going to get the targets in this offense. The thumb appears to be fine. It's not a pick that I love. You know, Dante Pettis was there. I've already taken Pettis in a couple leagues, and we have not been seeing great reports. Uh, I think it's more of a motivational tactic, and Pettis did play. All the first-team snaps with Garoppolo in that last preseason game. But I already have a couple of shares, so I went with Sterling Shepard there uh, to to start round eight. Round nine, Michael Gallup. Last pick round nine. Love that pick, man. Uh, Gallup, some people might say, oh, that's early, but not in the drafts I've seen. And I truly believe Gallup is going to have a a big, big year. Uh, You know, he's, he's a sleeper for sure. Uh, he, he see his ADP in the FFWC is 87. 
So he goes earlier there. But I really like Gallup uh, in that offense. And then Matt Breda, first pick around 10. I mean, I think that's a steal. He has standalone value. I know Tevin Coleman's a starter, but he's going to be involved. So uh, that was the way I started my draft. Uh, pretty, pretty happy with that. When we return, we're going to be joined by Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. He's also one of the top high-stakes players around. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on in some of the drafts he's participated in so far. That's ahead right here at Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon as the dress rehearsal of the preseason kicks off tonight. Although, seems like we're not going to see a lot of guys play. Joining me now, it is Sean Childs from Full-Time Fantasy and also one of the top high-stakes players around. Sean, what's going on? You know, I'm just getting ready for football, winding down in baseball, and uh, hopefully something materializes here. How's it going in baseball? As uh, it seems like a lot of injuries again have been popping up lately. Uh, I've seen some good teams all of a sudden uh, fall in the standings. Yeah, I got. I got, believe it or not, I got. Um, as of today, with a, I got leading the cut line first, uh, and I should make the cut in the next five days, four days, or whatever. So, if I won that, that would make my season. And you know, hopefully, some of the other leagues I'm sitting in, you know, third, fourth, or something. Maybe a couple leagues at first, but. Just need to finish off, you know, the rest of the year. I need Kyle Tucker sometime to play in the majors. Yeah, I don't know when they're calling him up. They had an opportunity to do so today, and uh, they just keep uh, ignoring him. So, I don't know. I guess when rosters expand in a couple weeks. But, man, uh, it's definitely uh, tilting for the people that have held on to Tucker because he uh, has not gotten the call, and there's been some opportunities with the injuries they've had. Uh, how many uh, have you been starting to do some uh, fantasy football drafts? I know you're one of those guys that likes to draft late, and uh, we are getting close to the start of the season, so I'm sure you've done a couple by now, right? right. Um, yeah, I've, follow, I've I've done a couple in, in a couple of different formats. I followed, uh, you know, in our format, a couple of what's going on, you know, um, and you know, so I, I'm getting in tune. You know, each each format's a little bit different. And, you see the player movement. It's amazing. Uh, you know, one draft, you get you, there's tons of opportunities to sit rounds, and then especially in our event where you know they push the wide receivers up. It's like in the middle of the second round. It's like where's all those guys that used to like John? They're all moved up. You know, you know Chubb's not there anymore, and uh, they're moving whoever else back. And it's just uh, it's interesting the decision making when the, when the player pool changes. No, it's definitely true. And you know, I was saying like. When you're picking, like, in the top three right now, when you come back on the turn, we got a lot of players that have question marks right now. Uh, Mike Evans is dealing with a quad issue. Keenan Allen's dealing with an ankle issue. T.Y. Hilton has Andrew Luck. Uh, Amari Cooper, plantar fasciitis. So are any one of those guys really worry you right now? Or do you feel like, hey, it's preseason, teams are being cautious. Uh, which of those guys that are going, like, that late second, early third worries you the most right now? Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm going to fade, you know, the foot injury for Cooper for now. Um, I'm not, um, 
I think Evans will be fine. I think Allen will be fine. Hilton, um, kind of. I'm going to be neutral on Hilton, where I'm not going to draft him unless he really, really fell because, you know, the rest of the receivers are kind of similar. You know, you can just take a Minnesota receiver and you feel like you have a player that's close enough and you have a healthy quarterback. So there's no reason to really get stuck with Hilton at a full price right now. So I'm kind of fading him. I think Brian will be all right. You know, I know he's got whatever's going on, but um, if he slides a little bit in the beginning of the third, that seems like, you know, he just seems like he has the uh, upside, you know, maybe not in the Raiders offense in Pittsburgh, but at least, uh, you know, to to beat some of the, you know, the early uh, third round picks there. Where are you on Kyler Murray? Obviously, he was going pretty early. Some people were taking him the fourth, fifth quarterback off the board. Obviously, with that poor performance last week, he fell a little bit. But are you willing to take Kyler Murray in a draft this year, knowing that you can get a good backup? Yeah, if he slides, I really don't even look at that position. So, like, it gets to the 10th round, and then they run off the the other positions, the wide receiver and running back. If there's somebody I don't like, then I'll look and see if there's, you know, should I take a quarterback? So, I, it he generally isn't in play for me just because where he goes. But, you know, like, like each format and, and whoever you're playing against, it makes a big difference. So, if you're playing against the uh, – the home league where you can, uh, you know, get some running back and wide receiver value later, it's, it's okay to take a quarterback. But in our stuff, you know, if you take a quarterback early, you're probably giving up to, you know, a pretty good player to help you in that other position. How about Andrew Luck? I mean, we are kind of unsure of his status for week one. We went through this a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I did a beat Adam Ronis online championship the other night. He went in round 12 as the seventh quarterback off the board. We know the quarterbacks get pushed down in our format. Are you willing to take a shot on Andrew Luck, knowing that the price is really falling? I probably at this point wouldn't even take him if he was like even a tenth or eleventh round pick. I actually like some other quarterback better. I know that he'd be pretty good, and, and I probably didn't consider him. I was wondering, actually, just when you said that, I was like, I should look at Vegas and see if they still have the Indy uh, line for the opening weekend up. Because if they have it up, they know that he's going to play, right? But you know. They probably have better information than us, but um, I, I would fade him unless I know for sure. It just it's you know this the quarterback position this year is deep. I mean, I think they give away some players really late, and you know luck will probably be better. But you know why, why take the injury risk at this point? If you're doing a draft tonight, tomorrow, and we don't have any news, how early are you willing to take Ezekiel Elliott? Um, I, I would take him in you know the middle middle of the first round. I mean, it's just. Uh, it, it, I, I sense that he's going to sign, you know, you know, especially with the, the news that today that they offered him something. I think they just got to get him in camp, you know, and it's kind of a they, – they signed the player, give him all the, that guaranteed money, and he was in a kind of a similar situation. So now you're going to get – you know, you can bet running back. You're like going to, you know, say, hey, we're not going to pay you. You can sit out all year. But they, they need him. But as soon as, uh, you know, the uh, Pollard blows up in pass protection once on Jack, you know, Dak uh, will be a little concerned about his career, too. Talking to Sean Childs, fulltimefantasy.com. Uh, do you have the same optimism on Melvin Gordon, or is he a guy that you're worried about? I mean, he's been falling to the fourth round of recent drafts. No, I'm not, I, I won't take Gordon early. I, 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 it's, that's just seems like it's going to linger. You know, they have other two running backs I think they, they think they can get away with. They're not in the same position where they think, you know, they really have that young franchise guy, even though he's, you know, Gordon's closer to the free agency. So I think, think Gordon's more of a problem, but if he slides to the fourth, I mean, you kind of, you know, that's kind of a value, but then, you, then you're almost forced to, you know, kind of buy the handcuff 
like uh, Eckler in the sixth, and that might not even be enough, you know, because, you know, Jackson's going to maybe split with him. So it's a real difficult situation uh, and over there, and you could get rewarded or you could also get burned if you do it wrong. A.J. Green is still going in, like, the fifth round. Uh, his ADP is 59 right now. We don't know exactly when he's going to come back. Would you take him in that round, or is there just too much risk since he could miss, you know, several weeks? I won't take him until when they get to the drafts, when it can, you know, get after Jeffries and Landry and some of those other receivers. If he gets in that range where that you feel as though it's definitely a drop-off, um, that's where he would fall to me. So it's probably, you know, middle of the sixth to late sixth, and, and he's kind of trending that way. I, I think one of the uh, drafts last night, um, he, he was – there in the middle of the sixth round, and you know I wasn't exactly sure what pick, but I know I, somebody I was talking to had an option that say pick uh, you know nine or ten in the sixth to get him, and they passed. And uh, so you know he is you know falling just because you don't have a clear. Is he going to miss two games, four games, or you know is it is it worse than expected? So it's it's not clear right now there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has not been great. There was a practice where he threw five straight interceptions, didn't look sharp in the preseason game. What does it mean for the 49ers offense? Does it concern you at all, or do you say, hey, it's just rust. He's coming off for torn ACL. Uh, what does it do for the 49ers offense? Maybe not specifically Garoppolo because he's a QB too, but are you looking at some of those running backs? Any interest in the receivers? I actually don't really think it changes my view on him. I mean, we saw last year, right before, what between now and the start of the season last year, wasn't Mahomes throwing a bunch of interceptions in practice? Yes. You know, he's probably just, he was probably just going for it and trying to gun it in there and not being careful. You know, trying to make some plays. So I'm not I'm not concerned with Garoppolo. He's been you know been in the New England system. I'm sure he's a smart guy and they have some talent. So I'm not concerned about that situation. And I'm you know really Garoppolo gets to possibly be a better QB2 value if he, if he slides far enough. Uh, where are you on Todd Gurley? Uh, there's been not much reports, but the ones that we have seen have been that he's doing well. His ADP right now is 19 in the FFWC. Would you take him there in the mid-second round? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he gets to the middle of the second round, then we're, like I said, where it drops off and you got the Evans area or whatever, I'm, t- I'm going for Gurley there. Uh, you know, but I would have. I've, I've been in the camp the whole time of, you know, they're overhyping this thing. I mean, in the past, I can, you know, I always think of it. Westbrook when he played for Philly, like, oh, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. And like, you just don't know a point of the season a player will get hurt. And sometimes they make it through the whole year, and it, you know, it's not a problem. But so I, I'm, I'm not really afraid of girls. I'm not going to, you know, you know, put my name on him and take him in the first round because I still like him. You always want to try to finesse that guy that's kind of falling. But if he's there in the second and I got a receiver, even a running back, I think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to take him when I have the chances at him. How do you look at a guy like Derrick Henry? We know he's not going to catch a lot of passes, but he had 12 rushing touchdowns last year when the Titans had their success. It was feeding him the football and he dropped a little bit probably because of the calf issue, but I'm seeing he actually might play in the preseason tonight, which is a great sign. Uh, do you like Derrick Henry, especially with the dropping price, and even in PPR formats? I, I would. I was talking about that. I, I, I think if he could slide to the end of the fourth round, even if it's like the ninth pick or tenth pick, that's when he becomes more attractive because the team could go to run running back, two receivers, and the, and the running backs now on the four or five turn have been kind of they've been kind of sketchy once David Montgomery shot a shoot up there, and even Sony Michelle was there, and then he 
moved back because he was a little hurt. So, like, from the front position, you know, getting a decent running back on the 4-5 turn was kind of tough. So, had he could slide that far, I'd be attracted to him. But when it gets to the, the other end of, you know, from the 3 four position at, like, 10 to 12, you know, you have the generally have the better options of a more rounded running back that will catch the ball. So, you know, if he, if he slides a little bit further than he was, I'd be attracted, especially if I was in, like, a top three or four position. Yeah, I was able to get him at 5-6 the other night. I was actually surprised that he fell that far. And I felt like I had to yeah, take him there. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's a, in the fifth round, that's a great pick. I mean, if you, especially you probably have, you know, you came out of it with a, you know, a couple of good receivers, and that could be a third running back, or you could have three receivers and a second running back. But it's, yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with that if that happened. Uh, where do you stand in Antonio Brown? So much drama, the helmet, the feet, but looks like the feet at least are fine right now. Uh, this is a guy that's going late second round, sometimes early third round. Are there concerns, new team, new quarterback, drama off the field, or do you say, well, it's a value. He's going to get the volume and put up numbers. Where do you stand on Antonio Brown? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's been up and down. It's, you know, it's frustrating to watch. You just want to see him get in there and play and, you know, see this helmet issue go. You know, there's so many players in the NFL are playing with the same helmets, and there's one guy that's, you know, not happy with it. But, you know, sometimes you got to just move with the time. So, you know, he's, a, he's been a great player, and he he's, has a lot better resume than all the players probably in the second round and the third round of drafts. And I know he's not going to be the same in Oakland, but, you know, Carr is going to have to get him the ball, and he's going to make plays when he's on the field. Have you seen from drafts you've participated in draft boards, is there like uh, one or two spots that you really like best this year picking from? Um, well, the, the front position is – were better in July. Yes. I definitely think that one to four, they were better in July. And now I feel as though in a, in a normal draft that from the, the um, from like nine to 12, the first four pick, picks are pretty solid. And then if you struck it right, there's opportunity on the five, six turn. Uh, if it was like a three RR flip, I actually think the front positions are actually better now than they were, you know, in past years because it just some of the, the flows have been a little different. All right, Sean, always good talking to you, obviously. Busy man this time of year, a lot of drafts, projections. Appreciate the time, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Good luck. All right, Sean Childs, again, check out all his work, projections at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. His preseason pro picks are up. Mine are up, too. They came out today, so head on over there and check it out right now. We'll return and wrap it up. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a few more minutes. And uh, some news here from yesterday, Vance McDonald, and people are going to overreact to this. So basically, they asked the offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner, 
of the Steelers. Will Vance McDonald see increased playing time? And he said he won't. He's never going to play the full game. That's never going to happen. I don't think this is a big deal. I mean, McDonald played 56% of the snaps last year. It's not about that. It's about is he getting the targets. It actually could be a good thing. It means he's not blocking as frequently where tight ends take on a lot of contact and have a penchant for getting injured. So it's all about does he see more targets. I mean, yeah, you want your guys on the field, but I don't care for a tight end because if he's on the field more, that means he's probably going to be blocking quite a bit. So as long as McDonald is in there for most of the passing downs, he can still put up good numbers. Obviously, health has been an issue throughout his career. But, you know, when you get to that tight end range, you know, there's a lot of question marks. So uh, I would take McDonald as a top 10 tight end for sure. Uh, this report, if it's going to push him down the draft board, great. Because, yeah, obviously you need your players to play a lot of snaps. But, you know, it's more for, for running backs. Like I'd be more concerned for running backs playing 56% of the snaps uh, if you're hoping for him to break out. As a tight end, it it really doesn't matter. It's about getting the targets. So uh, there's more targets that opened up with Antonio Brown, Jesse James gone. So that's fine there. Uh, Cooper Cup's rehab progressing well. That the Athletics' Jake Glazer reported Cup has been making incredible incredible progress in his rehab, and everything uh, is actually better than it was before his tour, he tore his ACL. So that's crazy. Um, Maybe, you know, he is going still pretty early. I've only taken him in one draft so far. Uh, his ADP is 49, so early fifth round. Obviously, if he's healthy in this Rams offense, it's big because we know Jared Goff looks for him in the red zone, looks for him to extend the chain. So that would be big. For me, he's not a target. If he falls in the right spot, I will take him. But that's definitely an encouraging report. Uh, that wraps it up here. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50 to get your first two months for the price of one. My preseason pro picks are out. My rankings are updated. And if you have any questions, you can ask them on the message boards and the forums. Also, head on over to playffwc.com. we got tons of drafts. Three spots left in a world championship draft tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. So go over there and join now. I'll talk to you guys Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day.